Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. Have a good episode lined up for you guys. For you guys that don't know, I'm your host, Jonathan Alvarez. I'm one out of the three co-hosts of the Next Level Show. But we're going to be doing a solo episode today. And I have something good lined up that I think we'll find you'll find tremendous value in. We're going to be covering basically what are the differences between building muscle and losing fat and bottom line, which one is more difficult? Um, I think that both sides can argue their point of which one's more difficult. I know we have one side of the losing fat process that people that feel what they look like, a car, they look at a carbohydrate and they just gain a ton of weight. And then we have those that seem to not be able to build an ounce of muscle or it's, it's extremely challenging for them. Right. And I'm kind of more of that, that side that comes from a really challenging, uh, was really always hard for me growing up to gain weight and muscle in this case. Well, so it felt like for me, right. So I kind of want to bring up both perspectives. I, um, just to kind of shine some light on it, basically give you guys, and you guys can kind of decide, uh, what do you guys think? And basically just kind of understand maybe where you're at. We're going to discuss a little bit of body types, the, the relationships between both losing fat, the differences between that and building muscle. Maybe you're going to find some correlations there too, because there are some similarities, believe it or not, uh, in, in, in the cases of certain behaviors and or processes, um, but nonetheless, they are both challenging in their own way. So we're going to get into it a little bit. Kind of want to do a quick little intro. Uh, for those that don't know, we do have Instagram is where our main of, uh, you know, we can get a hold of us the most. If you guys want to get in contact, send us a message, shoot us any content ideas for the podcast. You can find us at the next level show. My personal account is at John Alva Fitness. Mr. Gabe is at Prime and Glory. And Mike is at Mike Nillis PT. Uh, you can go and shoot us a message anytime. Feel free. Uh, we love when we connect with you guys. And at any point, if you find value in this episode, go ahead and screenshot, tag us so we can go ahead and share it on our Instagram pages. And just simply thank you for, uh, you know, supporting the show. Also, we have a YouTube channel for those that don't know. Um, if you guys like more of a video format, seeing our faces, you guys can go ahead and tune there, subscribe. Um, some people just prefer YouTube. We ended up get, uh, recently getting into you for people that don't know. It's still a fairly new channel. We didn't have, we don't have a, the first 200 episodes on YouTube, which I'm kind of glad because we were all over the place uh, for the first hundred, I want to say. So we're still figuring this thing out, but hopefully you guys are sticking around that love the content, supporting it. We always support, uh, always appreciate you guys from the bottom of our hearts as always. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Um, so which one's harder, lose, uh, building muscle or losing fat? Before we get into that, I think it's important to understand kind of body types or what body type you may have. Um, I, so the thing with body types, I like it for an idea of just being able to paint the picture for you to get an, you know, get a grasp. Okay. I'm kind of leaning more towards this side. Um, so you can understand maybe why, um, there has been some, you know, studies and, and, and stuff showing that the whole body type, uh, you know, concept is, is not necessarily true. It doesn't hold that much substance when it comes to reality like you're not bound to a body type because i think that too many times gimmicks programs supplements uh start getting start marketing towards obviously the insecurities of a person 
in this case, it might be targeting the skinny person. Hey, you got to take these supplements to get bigger or grow more mass um, faster, right? Or they market towards the body type that of that person that maybe struggles with weight loss. And uh, they'll market the fat burners, the the radical diets or the weird training protocols that's going to guarantee you to uh, lose weight faster or lose fat faster. So I think that it's important to just take it as a concept of just a general rule of thumb, but not literal. Um, and I, the, I'm just going to put this out there because so many have heard you like you have to train towards your body type. Is there truth to that? Mm, sure, there's not all bad information out there. And I think that some of it is with good intentions, but uh, just to kind of paint the picture, the first body type that, you know, I felt that I fell in personally, this is going to even be a personal attack on myself is uh, the ectomorph body type, the body type where uh, you just are very skinny, really basically all your life, you're very thin and for you can eat all you want. And for the life of you, you can't gain weight. Maybe you were that skinny kid in high school growing up or that skinny girl um, that you even got made fun of for being so skinny, right? You were on that end. So the, the driver for you is to be able to gain more weight, gain more muscle mass. Um, so you're kind of on that end of the spectrum where it feels like an uphill battle to gain weight. Maybe you're the endomorph, the middle person, the one that kind of has the, which they would argue to have that perfect it's the perfect body type for, let's say the bodybuilder or a physique athlete, or for most athletes in general, because you want to be able to gain muscle, but also be leaner, have that athletic build, but still the ability to gain a lot of strength, gain a lot of muscle, um, without gaining too much weight, without losing too much weight, you kind of want to have that perfect combination. So that's kind of more of your the endomorph body type. Some people fall into that category. You've seen them when they're, those little kids that are born with like a good frame that you can tell, like since the beginning, they have a good muscle development, good separations and good genetics. And that's kind of where um, you'll find more of that endomorph category uh, body type. The third body type is, uh, is, is going to be the mesomorph body type. And that's going to be for the body type that not being super skinny, not being in the middle, you're kind of more on the end where you just kind of gain weight a lot easier. That's kind of seems like your struggle is to keep the weight off or keep yourself at a, a balanced weight without uh, having to be super uh, uh, restricted with your diet, with your exercise. Cause it seems like anything you look at, maybe so you, a piece, look like you look at a cookie, for example, and you just seem to gain a bunch of weight. So that might be you. It may feel like it's you. Now, when I said like there's stuff that's been disproven when it comes to body types and us falling into these categories, um, it kind of gave me a little bit of a, kind of an awakening, if you will, or just kind of a, a paradigm shifting moment, if you will, because I always identified with being more of an ectomorph. And, and the concept comes from typically there are genetic properties that will determine the way we look, the way our muscles are shaped. Um, because I know there's a lot of myths out there when it comes to building muscle that you can basically change the shape. If you want long muscles, you need to train a certain way. If you want, uh, more granite, hard looking muscles, you need to train a certain way. And I think that a lot of these things come from these anecdotal truths, which we know that in some cases have value. Now, when it comes to the concept of the body types, a lot of these things we are finding out in the last, you know, couple of decades um, is if you look, really analyze the situation, a lot of these comes from 
a lifestyle, behavior, environment, um, which kind of allows us to get to, you know, to form these type, these shapes, these body types. Um, if you're someone that finds yourself overweight or really struggling with weight loss, really pay attention to your, to your upbringing, maybe uh, look at your parents' habits as well. Cause if you think about it, us as kids, we only follow whatever our parents do. You know, if our parents bought a, uh, ate McDonald's a lot, we were probably happy as kids eating McDonald's because it tasted great. And, but you start building these habits and this, this, uh, these concepts around food. If you're just someone that was very sedentary, barely played and ate a lot of food. And then you just found yourself as a kid, you know, always a little bit overweight. I think that a lot of times if you really examine a situation, watch the habits, the behaviors and the environment of the person um, you and just and examine your own personal life. What were you doing for the longest time? Uh, the majority of the time, uh, when it comes to your just your day to day, um, you'll normally find that a lot of times it's on you to um, it's it's kind of your fault. If I'm sorry to say, it's most of it's your fault to why you are the way we are. Um, for example, I'm going to pick on me a little bit. It's when I was when I was growing up, I barely ate. Um, I always found myself that I was skipping meals. I could care less if I ate dinner or not. I wanted to eat was like maybe a little bit of the the dessert. I wanted to skip the dinner, go to the dessert. I would skim the food on my plate. I would even like toss some of the food away in the garbage or give it to my grandparents if they were there to spoil me so I could get out of the kitchen table faster. Eating to me was always a chore. Thus, I found myself when I look back at my, my childhood pictures, I was always very, very thin. And yeah, I could, my, they would look at me and say, oh, you could eat anything and you're always going to be skinny. Sure. But if I really analyze the situation, I was always very thin. I even looked at my parents. My parents were never like big, um, especially my father growing up. He was always like usually pretty thin, but I always looked at him. He, and when I actually got older and was able to kind of analyze the situation, my, my dad would not always eat breakfast, would skip lunch, working a lot, uh, a very physical job. So he was able to maintain uh, an overall very lean body, but it's once again, behaviors, lifestyle, environment, stuff like that, that, that kind of correlated. Now he's getting older, he's gaining weight easier, um, more sedentary, not working as much, eats relatively uh, more than he did. So even though he's still not a big dude, he still gained a lot of weight um, compared to where he was, you know, even just 10 years ago. So um, like I said, was that because he was an ectomorph? an endomorph or a mesomorph, or maybe he is a combination of all. So this is where the body type myth kind of falls apart, um, I would say, because we know that we can technically change the way we look um, through, through exercise, being consistent, uh, proper nutrition, rest, and all those factors that we're going to get into. But I just kind of wanted to put the, uh, the body type myths and just the body type concept out there, not, the, the, not saying that it's has no value is just that not to get harped on or get stuck on like, Oh, I'm an, I'm an mesomorph. So I'm always going to be overweight or I'm an ectomorph. I'm never going to be able to build muscle. Um, you just don't know how hard it is to, uh, my body just is way too fast. I cannot, I, I eat way so I eat so much, but I just don't gain mass, uh, really analyze your life. And you'll probably will find some, some, um, some holes in there, right. That you're probably not doing enough of and that you're missing out. All right. So hopefully that clears up that whole body type concept. If you find, if you're finding any questions there, obviously, like I said, always shoot me a message. I would love to discuss any of these concepts with you and help clarify maybe some misconceptions. Um, but anyways, moving on 
to the main one, to the first part, is going to be the losing fat portion of this. Uh, I know that a lot of the clients that I deal with, that we deal with on the show, uh, usually come to us because they're trying to get into a healthier state, get to a healthier weight, look better, um, just because they have probably allowed themselves to let go. Maybe life has gotten ahead of them, other priorities have taken over, and they find themselves one day like rolling out of bed and they're like, I got to do something different. So we're in that losing fat, losing weight um, uh, problem or just process that we have to go through to help them get out of that situation. Now, when we, uh, I think that losing weight, losing fat, I would argue my personal opinion is that it is a little bit easier than the building muscle part. That's just my personal view, and I'm going to break down everything, the differences, um, and you guys can you know, form your opinion as well. But I think that for the most part, losing fat is a little bit easier in the sense of the process is very simple. Um, when you break it down, we all know that in order to lose fat, the most important thing is going to boil down to is being in a calorie deficit. Um, this isn't a deficit of uh, obviously calories. Or uh, you can create that through movement, uh, energy expenditure, which puts you in that you know energy deficit essentially, and you're going to be losing weight regardless of the way you're eating, um, the way you're exercising necessarily. So you can lose weight in so many different ways. So I think that the concept itself, the whole the the the, pr- the principle of it, is pretty straightforward. Now. I say simple, but I always clarify on the show that simple doesn't always necessarily mean easy because once again, we're going to be battling against things like our behaviors, you know, what we do on a day to day. Um, A lot of this is going to be influencing everything we do. This is not even just in fitness, but this is in everything we do. Our behaviors are our driving is a driving force on um, what we eat why we eat, uh, you know, we, sometimes we eat out of base of emotion. This can go outside of just, you know, even how we spend money, how we act with certain things that are happening around us. The behaviors are, are stuff that we do almost without even thinking are kind of our habits, right? Um, so obviously the, be, the behaviors need to be, have to take a really uh, big adjustment over the course of time. Cause like, we know that you can't just go from being one individual. If anyone that's tried this, right. Let's say you woke up and you said, I want to lose, you know, 20 pounds. I'm, 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 I'm finally motivated to do so. You know, that you can go a good week with, you know, being motivated, buying the groceries, doing the workouts and doing all that stuff. But you know, that your natural default, if something was to interrupt that perfect uh, layout of, you know, things and steps, your natural behaviors that you were doing way before this are going to kick in. And that's why people struggle with, you know, uh, just eating super clean, but then they have a long day and they missed a couple meals they missed the workout, their natural behaviors kick in. And they're like, you know what, I'm just going to take out that frozen food that I usually get, or I'll go to that my favorite takeout spot and pick up some food on the way home. Cause you know, the work was just too busy versus cause that's your natural behavior or your default setting to what you were doing before. So obviously when it comes to losing weight, you got to change those behaviors, which are difficult over time, you know, difficult to do all at once, but extremely possible. If you prioritize a few things at a very slow pace uh, to change your lifestyle, you know, this is going to be, obviously we talked about, we don't fall into just because you think you're a mesomorph doesn't mean you're stuck there forever or an endomorph or a combination of both. You can 
change your lifestyle, change your environment, change, you know, your overall behaviors. Um, the next thing that comes to mind is going to be relationships. Um, when it comes to losing weight, uh, the relationships are very important in this case. And we're not just talking about relationships with people, uh, even though this can play a part with building muscle or losing weight, either or, but relationships with food, uh, with the weight scale with, you know, because I'll know a lot of people or a lot of people listening to this hop on the scale and there are, um, there's an emotional attachment to it. They freak out. They just go, you know, off the rails or they just give up altogether or it just drives them to go even harder, which, you know, we'll talk about that in just a second, but obviously fixing the relationship with the scale, with uh, body fat measurements, with uh, any type of, uh, data that you're going to collect, you got to fix your relationship with those numbers. And bottom line, you have to fix your relationship with yourself. I think this is the biggest problem when it comes to um, with with clients come, when they have to come to terms with is those relationships and those maybe those mental chains that they have latched on to specific things that they have been embedded since you know, who knows when that happened that that bad comment that you got when you were growing up, maybe that um, that embarrassing moment that you went through, or, you know, it could be a, a series of different things that caused you to, you know, have a bad relationship with said thing, or you latch on your, uh, your worth, your value to those things. So I think having a healthy relationship with food, you know, uh, ways to collect uh, information, scale, uh, measurements, body fat, and then essentially with your self. That's why a lot of people you'll see content that's being pushed that you have to work within yourself in order to achieve said result. And this, like I said, can carry on past the physical. Um, I think another big thing is just the education around food. Bottom line, guys, I think that a lot of people that are trying to go through the weight loss, fat loss process, the another struggle that they come across is, is thinking that specific foods are bad and other foods are good. I think that this, you know, lack of information, and I say lack of information because there you can access tons of information nowadays with Google. But the thing is that there's still there's you're not understanding what the, the the important things you need to focus on is first. And I think that if you can hone in on that and hire someone to help you, I think these things can be very uh, beneficial for you is understanding what a calorie is as simple as that understanding what calorie is. And for those that don't know a calorie, all it is is a unit of measure, just like you would measure a, a mile, you know, you would measure a foot. It's, it's just a use it, unit of measure regardless of anything. So we know that there is no bad mile. There's no bad foot. It's, it's just a foot regardless of, you know, it's a foot, it's a mile on land, or if it's a mile on water, it's different, but it's not better than the other. It's the same unit of measure. So a calorie is a calorie, whether it's coming from you know, French fries or a potato. Now, when I, when I'm saying that they're the same, we're talking about the unit of measure. We're not talking about the quality of that, those nutrients, right? This is, that's a whole other concept, but what you have to understand is that, like I said, you can lose weight, almost essentially doing any form of nutrition protocol. That is, you know, the flat out truth. I know people that, well, I'll even just not even use other people. I'll use myself as an example. Sometimes when I've cut you know, I had 
I was eating, you know, maybe Chipotle or Moe's on a really regular basis. And a lot of people looking will be like, wow, that's not good for you because, you know, you should be eating chicken, rice, broccoli, or cooking all your meals and never eating out because of uh, hidden ingredients, sodium, blah, blah, blah. And yes, there is, you know, for your overall health, maybe eating out every single meal and especially at certain places may not be the most advantageous, but I was eating really flexible. I was in, uh, just making it work for me at that time. I was uh, probably going to school. I can't remember exactly what I was going through. I was working a lot, but I still wanted to make some gains. So I, you know, instead of complaining and making excuses as to why I couldn't cook, I would choose the best options I had. And this, and that's why I applied the education around food, understanding food and how it worked. Um, and I was able to get tremendous results. People I have, I'll probably post this transformation just to kind of make a point on this. But basically, if you can understand calories, you can understand protein, you can understand carbs and fats and what those foods are eh, for the most part, there's still going to be a learning piece that's going to tie into your behaviors There's going to tie your relationship with food. But on having an education can probably start to uh, heal that and also uh, kind of break those mental shackles. Um, another big thing I think with losing fat is going to be rest and recovery. Rest and recovery is, I think, in my opinion, uh, very underrated. You know, I think that uh, we live in a hustle culture, especially if we're in the U.S. We uh, we we glorify overworking. We glorify not resting enough. We, you know, if you're not working X amount of hours a week, if you're not making X amount of money, if you're not, uh, you know, doing X and Y and Z you know, you are someone else is and someone is better. Someone else is basically better than you. And sure, if that's what drives you, I get it. But I think that when it comes to losing fat, losing weight, um, trying to overwork yourself and not prioritizing the rest and recovery is a very, uh, it's an Achilles heel to your results. I think that you're really missing out on a lot more progress being made when you're not prioritizing these things. Because when you're in that constant state of stress or on the go, 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 you are pumping a shit ton of cortisol. Your hormones are all out of whack. And if you keep this up, you're going to start having negative impacts on other areas of your life. You know, you know, hormones do play a role. A hormone is not going to magically make fat pop, pop up on your body, but it's going to trigger certain things in you to maybe eat more food, increase your appetite. You're going to crave certain things. You're going to fall into specific patterns. Um, because your body is consistently sending you signals and prioritizing just surviving and it's going to do whatever it takes. If you don't want to sleep fine, but we're going to need more calories, probably not, you know, you, when you're super tired, you're really not craving a chicken salad. You're probably going to crave a burger and fries in a milkshake, um, which is fantastic. I know it sounds amazing, but if you, if you're following what I'm saying is that, you know, if you're not well rested, you're not recovering properly, you're, you're probably going to fall into making not so ideal situations that are not contributing to your weight loss. And this is why people feel like this is super hard. I think that if we actually made a big, uh, put a big focus on getting a decent amount of hours uh, of sleep per night on a consistent basis, if we uh, prioritize eating, you know, the enough, the adequate amount of calories to uh, just eating enough protein, getting enough good vegetables in there, and maybe having a couple, you know, not, you know, quote unquote, good foods. And this is, be, can be, you know, uh, Chipotle can be ice cream. It can be something, but if the majority of your 80% of your efforts goes to being as consistent as possible with rest recovery and nutrition, if you have a 20% of slack, 
you're still going to make tremendous progress. And I think putting enough emphasis there is going to make a lot of these things better. Um, obviously, if you're rested, recovery, you actually can train harder. You know, if you're if you're all banged up and you're barely sleeping and you're overtraining, your body hurts. You're not going to want to do this, and you're going to associate a bad relationship with exercise. And I forgot to note that in the relationships part, but yeah, extra, you know, having the bad relationship with exercise is not going to allow you to, uh, enjoy this as much. So you got to make a, you got to make a, a connection there and, uh, fix on that and work on it basically. So hopefully that kind of clarifies some of the, um, uh, the stuff that goes around with fat loss that, you know, you should address to make it a little bit better. Um, I still uh, will get into building muscle in just a second, but the last point I want to make with losing fat is going to be consistency, um, you know, with, with the process, right? Because a lot of people, um, spend years getting to the place that they're at. Uh, you've been doing the same thing every day or very similar, uh, routines to eventually wake up one day. And that's when you realize, holy cow, I've really let myself go. Now I want to undo um, years of, you know, of habits, behaviors, uh, belief systems in just in a matter of 90 days. Because I know a lot of coaches sell 90 days as uh, almost like a staple to get results. Some now are selling longer coaching packets, which I think is phenomenal because realistically, this shit takes time. <laughs> Let's just be real. It takes time. And the most important part that people fail when it comes to this is going to be the consistency to withstand all the trials and tribulations that come with losing fat. Like I said, the principles and the things that you actually need to do are quite simple, especially on paper, calorie deficit, eating your nutrition and you know, eating enough to fuel the body, rest and recovery, staying hydrated, you name it. The little things are going to be super important, strength training, all that. Um, but obviously you need to be consistent enough to be able to actually see the result. My, my, my point is this, the reason why, and I'll, and I'll, before we get into muscle building, the reason I'll, this is why I wanted to do losing fat first is because I think that realistically fat on your body is basically your, your body's way of ensuring, you know, it's an insurance policy to stay alive just in case there is no food fat is there to utilize it's a form of energy so you're going to be using that extra fat to keep you going just in case for whatever reason you couldn't eat for a couple days uh trust me you won't die you'll be very hangry most of you but you will most likely survive if you have a good 20 30 40 pounds of body uh, fat on you but the reason why i think it's simpler is or just easier um is because your body wants to utilize that energy. So if you put yourself in an appropriate calorie deficit, one that you are maybe a little uncomfortable, but you're not wanting to rip your arms off, you will begin to use, your body will begin to utilize that. And that's why people at the beginning, for the most part, lose like a, a weight a lot easier than as the process, obviously your body adapts and stuff. But overall, the concept's pretty simple. Um, and your body just kind of wants to use that once it's used all its glycogen in the body, it will revert to, which would comes from carbohydrates. Uh, just to want to put that out there. Uh, eventually it will tap into its fat storage. Now um, I will get back to this. If any questions, obviously, and even listening, you can shoot me a message at any given point uh, while you're listening to this, but uh, moving on to building muscle. Now there are a lot of, uh, you know, similarities when it comes to some basic principles, right? 
We talked about behaviors. Now, behaviors to building muscle is just as important as behaviors for losing fat and, and keeping the weight off. You need to so you know create habits. Now, if you're a skinny person that's very lazy, that barely eats, you know, barely moves, or maybe you move too much, but you don't um, you don't prioritize the the good behaviors when it comes to lifting weights, for example, it's a, it's a behavior, it's a habit. It's a, it's a discipline, if you will. Um, if you don't incorporate any type of weightlifting, um, you're, you're not going to build necessarily the muscle you want. So you need to create certain behaviors just like you would losing fat, which is maybe still working out, you know, moving a bit more. Uh, maybe you're on the opposite end where you're not moving much. You're not lifting weights. You're barely eating. So then you're just kind of a small skinny fat version of yourself, or you're just looking at yourself and like, God, I don't like how I look, or I don't like how my clothes is fitting, or I don't like that. I don't feel strong. Um, same similar things. And you're going to have to also work on the relationship with yourself, with your body image issues, because I was that guy, that kid growing up that I had a very bad image with myself. I never liked to take off my shirt in certain situations because I felt like you could see my ribs. So I was always super thin and I always was kind of ashamed of that. Right now, people would say the people that know me know that I usually walk my dog without my shirt on. Um, I even make content or taking pictures without my shirt on. And people would probably think that's I'm full of shit. Um, obviously, I've built a much better relationship with myself. But um, before I was the complete opposite. I didn't like to ever let people see me um, just because I felt like I was skin and bones. And I actually remember seeing a picture of myself when I was a kid. Holy cow. I looked at it and I'm like, dude. Like my parents like didn't feed me or something, but I know remembering back then picky, didn't like much variety of food, um, didn't care to eat. I just ate just enough to satisfy a hunger and kind of would go on with my day. I could care less. Right. So obviously a, a, a healing that relationship with your body when you're going into this muscle building thing, it's also very, just like going, uh, killing your relationship with yourself when it comes to losing weight. Building weight is just the same thing. You come with a body dysmorphia, just the same. You're going to be uh, looking at yourself like you're never uh, big enough. And I think this is a joke in the bodybuilding communities that you never have enough muscle. You never feel enough, right? Um, but you got to fix that as well. You got to understand certain things and, and kind of heal, like have that love for yourself when you're building, building muscle. That way you don't go into this process uh, for, for the wrong reasons and you start doing or taking things that could potentially be harmful for your health down the road. So I was that person that uh, would take any supplement that was sold to me. I had, I just literally looked at myself and I'm like, dude, I'm, I need, a, I, I was petrified of losing, uh, losing any type of weight. I would eat and I would weigh myself actually at the end of the day. And the people that know me and the people that have coached, I always tell you, tell you to weigh yourself at the beginning of the day when you are probably at your most honest after you use the restroom. I was the opposite. I would not weigh myself in the day because obviously you're always lighter at the beginning of the day. I would always weigh myself at the end of the day to see how heavy I was, right? So I had the kind of the, the opposite association with the scale, you know, with measurements and all that stuff. So um, that's what the similarities when it comes to this, you know, there's certain things that you're going to need to come to terms with. And like, I just wanted to kind of clarify that for maybe you guys that are on the boat of building muscle ladies, same thing. Women go through this as well with being uh, thicker or curvier. Typically my girls that come in and they're a little thinner, they want to have those curves. And then the girls that come in, they're a little heavier and they have those curves. They want to be thinner and have that opposite battle. Right. So everyone 
pick your, uh, we're all kind of going through it. We got to like <laughs> pick a side and just kind of work through that, our, our stuff. Right. So very, very, very important. Um, education around obviously food, just like we talked about, I think that's understanding what a calorie is, understanding nutrition, understanding how much protein you need is just as important if you're building muscle. And I think if not more important, because for the most part, someone losing weight at the beginning wants to just get that number down and fit in particular clothing. Um, and they can kind of get away with, um, maybe just uh, slacking a little bit on macros and maybe being a little loose with calories or the diet approach. Because like I said, you can technically lose weight through doing anything, not saying that everything is ideal, but you can, you have a lot of options there when it comes to education around food, when it comes to building muscle, I think it's more important because we're trying to build quality tissue. We're not just trying to uh, get fat. You know, we're not trying to just add a bunch of body fat on ourselves uh, because that would be counterintuitive. When we think I want to gain some size, I want to, you know, fill up my shirts with my sleeves. I want to have a bigger chest. I want to, for my ladies, they want to have a bigger butt. They don't care about having a bigger stomach, for example. They're trying to gain muscle in the right places. So I think education around food kind of, you still need to eat healthy, even though you're eating essentially more, you're not in a calorie deficit at this point, you're maybe at maintenance or in a surplus to gain more weight, um, to just be able to build more muscle education as well. It, it does apply for my weight loss crowd, but I think education around proper strength training is also very key here. You also want to understand, um, when it, what, it, what exercises, uh, or for particular muscle groups, um, how to perform the exercises correctly, especially if you're in that muscle building mindset, you uh, obviously are going to be really prioritizing strength training here. Um, I think that it's very important to get uh, educated on what to do, what not to do, how to do it right, so you don't end up getting hurt. So I think that I want to put more of an emphasis there, still can apply to my weight loss crowd. But definitely here for my crowd that wants to build uh, quality and a good looking physique. Um, rest and recovery, critical here. I think that naturally what happens and what we'll find is that the, the people that are trying to lose weight, right? Um, they normally specific habits that follow is lack of movement. Maybe you have a very sedentary job that you don't have to move much. Or maybe you don't enjoy, you know, playing sports. Maybe you don't enjoy certain activities um, and you find yourself a bit more lazy. Possibly you uh, find yourself kind of uh, just look, pay attention to your activities, right? What do you do? Like, do you walk at all? Do you walk much? You know, the average American right now, I think is working, uh, walking about three to 3,500 steps, 3,000 to 3,500 uh, 3, steps per day which isn't much when you boil it down to that's why the whole 10 K steps thing is such a big thing because that can dramatically increase someone that's losing weight. But when it comes to, um, when some, when it comes to someone that's uh, trying to build muscle or really struggles with this, they believe that they fall into what we used to think was an ectomorph body type, AKA me. Um, for the most part, what we'll notice is that there's extreme activity, right? You're kind of always on the go. Maybe you're a fidgeter. You're always moving. You're tapping your foot. Like I do. Usually I tap my foot a lot. I'll move my hands. I'll be just doing certain things. Even when I'm talking, like I am on the video, you can see that I'm always, you know, making animations and stuff. So normally you find yourself moving more, uh, and you also don't have 
the biggest appetite. Usually you don't care for food nearly as much. Obviously we all get hungry and we're going to want to eat at one point, but you can find yourself skipping meals. Like I eat once a day. Um, and I never really make up my calorie, uh, my calories up at the end of the day. So I kind of stay at this smaller size at all times. So I think that understanding that part, you need to also prioritize the, um, with going back to the rest and recovery, sorry, I'm losing my chain of thought there for a brief second, but the rest and recovery piece, you'll notice that that's, we're super active and just not nourishing enough, not resting enough. Maybe sleep is also taking a dive here. So I think that prioritizing rest when it comes to muscle building is even more critical at this point, because when you're pushing yourself in the gym and you're lifting heavy and you're really tracing those performance, because performance is also going to come with the muscle building port part. Um, you're going to have to also not train so much that you are not able to recover from same thing with losing weight. You don't want to be doing so much that you're stressing the hell out of your body. Same thing goes with muscle building. That's why like in the whole fitness space, we always talk about on this show, more isn't always better. I'll repeat that again. More isn't always better. We always say that better is better because we want to do the exact amount that our body needs in order to get results. That's why we don't believe in just following the most high, crazy workouts, high intensity, crazy workouts. Um, we would always opt into maybe following something more simple and you can always add stuff to your workout versus if the workouts are already ridiculously hard and you're barely making it through, it might be a sign that it's way too much. Like we always gave, does a great analogy of, um, you know, you don't want to over salt your food. You're, you're better off not adding enough salt. And then you can always add a bit more to give it a better flavor versus if you over salt it, you're going to ruin the dish and it's going to taste horrible. And it's kind of very hard to, um, you know, make it back to normal and, and, and palatable. Right. So same thing with, uh, when it comes to training enough, you know, want to do just enough to get the body to want to see that progress really prioritize sleep heavy. This is a very big uh, mistake that I did when I was younger. I never slept enough. Uh, I would do pretty decent throughout the week, but definitely on the weekends, I would go crazy. I was partying a lot. I was drinking a lot. And I also shared the story that I was drinking, you know, when I was drinking too much and I stopped for like almost a year, I, I don't think I had any alcohol, if very little from what I remember, it was like zero. That's when I made the most gains because obviously for both, but definitely when it comes to building muscle, too much alcohol dampens the uh, testosterone, you know, it makes your hormone, you know, testosterone levels drop. And that's an essential hormone to be able to build muscle tissue. Um, that's why people that take anabolics typically recover and build more muscle faster because they're on a constant high level of those hormones. That's what you'll see kind of the bodybuilders that have an extreme amount of muscle mass on them. Obviously they also work their, their ass off and they contribute all these other positive things, but um, not to get off track. Um, but yeah, just want to prioritize your rest and recovery here. I think this is going to be one of the most underrated things as well. Like we talked about earlier, because a lot of, we live in this hustle culture that we're constantly on the go, our skinny people, the people that struggle with gaining weight or gaining muscle, 
they're probably doing this and some. So definitely I want to encourage just to take a chill pill. You don't have to be working out every day. You want to prioritize a good program and that allows you to still have anywhere from two to four days off during the week. Um, yeah, and I'm literally saying you can work as little as two to three times a week to about, I would say for the most person, five days, you can go up all the way to six if you're more advanced and if you're spacing out your workouts. But like I said, you really got to prioritize your rest and recovery. Last point is going to be consistency at this, at this part. The reason at the bottom line, why I think it's harder, I think that it's easier for your body to eat away at itself when it's losing fat. You know, it's, it wants to use fat for the most part, if it has a lot of it as energy. That's why, like I said, at the beginning, you'll experience more of that flush at the beginning. But when it comes to building muscle, unless you're new, if you're a new person, it's the first time you ever lifted your first year, you're going to gain a lot. This is like the first two years, I think is when you're going to have the best time lifting weights, because that's when you're going to see the most uh, bang for your buck. You know, you're going to be gaining weight every month. You're going to see a significant change in the way your clothes fits. But when, after you pass that first year or two building muscle, if you think about it is essentially adding brand new tissue to your body that wasn't there before and growing that. Right. So that's why I, I, you know, looking at it, I mom biased on this, but you really got to prioritize all these other things to have an environment where your body wants to add this expensive, high caloric uh, maintenance type tissue. So I think that you, this is why I always say building muscle is harder. Some people that are on the opposite spectrum say like, no, I feel like I gained so much muscle so fast, but I always find it funny too, when I'm coaching women and they come and tell me like, you know what? I want to lift weights. I want to get strong and I want to do this, but I just don't want to get too bulky. You know, I don't want to get too big. And it's, I always laugh and I chuckle and I'm like, I always say in a joking manner, of course, if you gain, if you are able to gain 20 pounds of muscle super fast and easy, I'm going to like, you know, be super jealous of, you know, I'm probably going to like report you to get, you know, abducted so you can get experiments ran on because we need to know what the hell is happening because I've been working out for like 10 years and I'm still not <laughs> as big as I want to be. But all joking aside, if you really think about it, muscle building takes a lot of time, a lot of planning, a lot of, uh, you have to be very, um, systematical with things and just really, you know, understand the body to build the adequate amount of muscle. It's not as easy as it looks. So in my opinion, I think it takes time. Uh, I'm sorry. It's, it's a little bit harder. Um, but those are the kind of the main points. And I guess the different, the, some of the differences between the both, as you could see, there are a lot of things that come together that are very identical. Like we said, we still have to address behaviors. We still got to address relationships with certain things, food, relationship scales, like, you know, personal pro, you know, just some traumas and all the negative stuff that we deal through as human beings through life education around both of them, education about like what, why certain things work the way they do. The basic principles is that for weight loss, you know, you need to be in some type of caloric deficit for weight, you know, muscle gain and weight gain. You need to be in some type of maintenance and slight bit of surplus for some of those more advanced athletes that already have maximized their newbie gains. You need to kind of prioritize still your nutrition and understand those things. And uh, as well as making sure you're getting adequate rest, you know, even though we talk about rest being big, super crucial for you know, hormones and all that, as well as, um, you know, recovering from your workouts, they're both going to be, uh, just equally important for just being able to lose fat easier, because if you're constantly stressed, your body's going to be a little bit more, 
uh, I guess, bite you a little bit more when it comes to the weight loss, as well as your body's not going to want to build muscle in a very fatigued, tired state. It doesn't have enough time to build that tissue. That's why we always say, obviously put in the work in the gym, do your food, eat your food, stay active, have good practices, but sleep is where your brain is recovering from all the craziness as well as your body. That's why if you notice sleep poorly for a couple of days, watch how your body starts to kind of hurt. I don't know if you experienced this, that your, your joints may start to feel achy. Maybe you're a bit tighter because you're just, you're lacking sleep. Pay attention to that. It's like sleep is super underrated. If, if I can hammer anything home, sleep, 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 sleep. People make fun of me because I nap. <laughs> I don't care. I feel like if I need a nap in a day, I'll sneak one in there just because, hey, it makes me feel better. I have a better training uh, as a result, and I'm able to just perform my daily tasks more optimally. So closing thoughts. Both take their both take a lot of time, guys. Like some, but I do. Th I'm still biased here. That's I'm going to keep hammering. I'm still biased. If you can pri prioritize the principles for weight loss, you'll get there in a nice, relatively smooth amount of time. It's still not going to be from one day to another. But weight gain or muscle building, you can spend the rest of your life, you know, uh, building muscle, uh, getting to a place that you would like to see yourself and challenging yourself and. You know, if you're very like heavy on the aesthetics and you, and, and I guess vanity, I guess, but I hate the word vanity when it comes to this, because there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve like a nice balance aesthetics. I think it's pretty cool. It's, it's an art, if you will. And, you know, you can spend the rest of your life achieving that, you know, that look, and it keeps you hungry. It keeps you motivated for some, maybe not so much for others, but um, you don't want to be trying to lose weight for the rest of your life. You know, I think that at one point, you get to a healthy weight, you are, your health markers are all improved, your body composition has dramatically improved. So you'll be in a good place. So they both have their challenges. They both take their time. Muscle building, I think, like you said, you spend the rest of your life doing it. So, um, but all fun things. I mean, I think at the end of the day, you have to, regardless of what you're doing, my takeaway for you guys is that you have to learn to enjoy the process and take the approach that allows you to be as consistently as consistent as possible. Because if you take the route of hate, dread, uh, extreme sacrifice, like you are literally like every day is a grind, right? Every day is like grueling. You're probably not going to see this thing through and probably revert back and say, you know what, this isn't even worth it. But if you do stuff that you enjoy, have fun with it you know, make small milestone goals to look forward to. That way you feel like you're adding and stacking those wins. It does not only good for your progress, but it also does a good for your, for your mental state, right? You know, the, the human experience is about having positive, uh, positive stuff happening to them, you know, learning from your mistakes and, and seeing that you're, you're actually getting better. If you can see that things are getting better. Hey, it's going to keep you motivated to come in and keep learning. Right. So definitely find ways to enjoy this thing. It's supposed to be fun, you know, health and fitness. Like I always tell my clients and have to remind myself from time to time, it's supposed to add, uh, you know, add to your life. It's not supposed to subtract from your life. So keep that in mind, guys. That's all I have for you. 
I don't have any dad jokes. Uh, sorry, guys. That's the Mike and Gabe's, you know, uh, segment. But I hope you guys found tremendous value in this episode and you learned a thing or two. Like I said, if you have any questions, always shoot us a message. Share anything that you found valuable or share this episode with someone that, you know, could benefit from it. Right. So we always appreciate the constant support from you guys. You can always check us out, like I said, on Instagram at the next level show. My personal account is at John Alba Fitness. Gabe, he's at Prime and Glory, and Mr. Mike is at Mike Nillis. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, at Mike Nellis PT. And you already know. And until the next one. <laughs>